Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got a super cool guest on our couch today. I call this guy Danny McBride because he kind of <laughs> looks like Danny McBride. He kind of jokes like Danny McBride. And right now he's got this goofy look on his grill like Danny McBride. Where did I take that as a compliment? <laughs> I, took, I just saw a picture. I didn't know exactly who that was. But then like they showed me the picture. I'm like, oh, he's bound and down guy. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually know the actor. I'm brutal with actor names, but yeah, no, that guy's hilarious. I, you could call me Danny McBride any day, 100%. Well, maybe maybe we'll call you Danny on the podcast today. Uh, no, good. no, no. He's he's good with using his name. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda, registered massage therapist in Toronto as well. And today with Danny McBride, also known as Curtis, hey, we are doing another episode of the Unprofessional Hour, and I'm not going to give you which number because i I don't recall, but this is a particularly exciting one because this, I think, is the first unprofessional hour with me and two men. It's always Mark and two women, so I'm out. I don't like today. this setup. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nice already. Unprofessional already. That's good. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to throw it over to Curtis then. Uh, before we get started into all of our unprofessional talk, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? How long you've been practicing? What kind of practice you have? Sure. Yeah, it's been about uh, five years coming up, and I work at a two clinics. Uh, I just kind of go there in the evening and sometimes morning. And then uh, I do a lot of in-home clients. That's where my favorite, you know, you get 100% of that pay. So with the clinics, you know, there's like that, that you know, 60, 40, if, you know, probably the fee, which, you know what, I, I think they earn it. They uh, use a lot of the, I use a lot of the products. We have like good staff there. So that's cool. But the in-home, it's, it's just 100% profit and do the 100 bucks. You know, some people charge 120, but I do the 100 bucks for the in-home. So it's going pretty well. And uh, yeah, uh, I went to Humber College for the massage. I really loved the program there. It was a great experience, but I uh, played rugby while I was there. Um, and in high school, played a bunch of football. So, you know, it's super funny that I'm a massage therapist. Like a ton of guys, when I meet them now, and we're like 31, 30, what do you do, dude? Massage therapist, their mouth drops. Because like, you know, I'm 240 pounds, big dude, back in high school. You know, I was a good guy, but, you know, kind of a broski. And just, they never <laughs> would have thought in a million years that like, I'm a RMT, but you know, exactly. You don't, as this show says, like, they don't know much about it sometimes, right? They're like, oh, uh, what, you're on the rub and tugs? You know, oh, my God. The amount of uh, <laughs> the amount of chirps I get from the buddies. And you got to have tough skin as a massage, uh, a male massage therapist in this industry. You're going to get the rub and tug comments, whether you like it or not. It's all good. And you got to – it's like it's like an older buddy bo- uh, bowling you or like an older brother. Uh, you know, if you're going to – you know, uh, react and get all set about it and be like, oh, I'm going to fight you over that. Or you play it cool, don't let it bother you and just kind of laugh it off. And it's not as good to them anymore, right? So you just kind of go with the flow. But yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's cool to be here. And uh, yeah, I have a, I can't believe I'm the only, the first male to finally you be here. Are, wait, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. Does it hurt inside when they do that though? Like you oh. put on that, you put on that front, <laughs> you know, where you're like, okay, it doesn't bother me. I won't say anything. Maybe it'll die down. But do you go home and like shake on the floor of your kitchen? Hey, you know what? Why are you going to be so dramatic? <laughs> I'm just asking. Hey, you know, know what? I can forgive, but I don't forget. Done. So, you know, when, buddy, when buddies chirp and, uh, you know, they, uh, 
they say things like that. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I, I remember, and I, I always, oh my god, I'm pretty ruthless with my buddies and all that with what they got going on. But sometimes they're like, oh, because it's been six years ish now, and they're like, oh, my back hurts over there. Oh, over. I'm like, oh, why don't I jerk you off or something? Like, you know. So like, I throw it right back in their face. Like, as soon as their back hurts, they're like, can you? Well, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, you know, what about that comment? Right. So, no, I I I, uh, I always kind of just make sure it doesn't hurt me too much. But you know, it. it it gets tiring. Don't get me wrong. There has been a time, actually, when I was in uh, <laughs> when I was in Winnipeg, where I had a relative that kind of was like a little on me about it. Just kind of said a little too many things, and I'll admit I got a little upset. You know, I, I, there was one time. There's a few drinks flowing, but he went like five, six times with a comment, and you know, you got to draw the line somewhere, right? Like that's what I mean. Like for sure, I, I laugh off the first five. <laughs> the number six that might get you in trouble. I might say something back. So right? for any of Curtis's bros that are listening, you have five chances. Three strikes, yeah. fourth, okay, we're giving you another chance. Five, you're walking on thin ice. Six, you're dead. <laughs> or six, he'll jerk you off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. No, <laughs> okay, before we Sorry. get into anything, the little that I know about you, um, you know, we, we do have our continuing education company, Con Ed Institute, which is the other thing we do. And Curtis has uh, taken a couple of our courses. So we have met in the past. I wouldn't say I know a lot about you, but from the little I know about you, broski was the perfect way to describe <laughs> yourself. So as somebody coming from this like football player, like jock background where you guys obviously like get on each other about everything. How did massage therapy even become a career option for you? Yeah, I, uh, Exactly. I wouldn't even thought it like 17, 18, but I went into the fitness and health promotion program at Humber and that kind of was the two year course before the massage therapy. Literally the year I graduated, the massage course popped up and I had a lot more, um, like my dad, my brother just went to firefighting. So that was a lot, just one course, you know? So my dad had a lot of kind of education money he saved for us. And he was like, well, you can go do something else. And just the personal training, it wasn't quite enough. So that course was up. I tore my ACL when I was 17, had a lot of massage, had a lot of physio. And I'm like, you know what? I, and also because of the um, uh, fitness and health promotion, I had a lot of courses that already were passed. So my first year, basically, I was like, had two classes and played rugby. Second and third were obviously a little harder, but I actually ended up going to like the anatomy, like first year classes. And it was like, I barely went to the class, but still got 90s. Obviously, the second and third year were a little harder, but no, I had a, a friend uh, Lindsay, uh, that actually was playing on the rugby, women's rugby team. And we were pretty, uh, you know, friends. She played on the girls, guys, we always hung out and she said, Hey, I'm going to do this course. Why don't you come do it with me? You know, let's see how it goes. And you know what? The, they had a pretty good, uh, rule. I think it was something about, you know, your first five or four months. If you don't like it, you get your tuition back. There was something like they really were uh, kind of just trying to get people in the course. So honestly, the first year went, went pretty good. Obviously the rugby helped. We wanted championships and all that. Uh, uh, then the second year, you're pot committed at that point. Like, they're doing the outreaches. You're going to, like, uh, palliative care units and all these sort of crazy things. And as soon as that second year was done, I'm like, okay, well, you know, third year it is. So, uh, it was, it, you know, <laughs> here it is. Like, I got to finish this, you know. And I love doing it. You know, it was uh, – they always – but they always actually, like, made sure to tell you, like, even first year, hey, make sure you want to do this. Make sure you're not just in it. Because there was only one other – 
guy that went to the course with me or finished the course and he didn't end up doing it right so it was kind of like you know all that school i was like all that school and you didn't do it you know like damn but it's only three years i guess some people that doesn't kill but and uh, i'm glad i did it you know i was probably one of the you know, best things that I did because, uh, I love doing it now. I actually really do just love, I had a client this morning, went really well, have a client later, just like, I'm excited to go to these clients. Like it's fun. Yeah. So most of the stuff you do is in people's homes then? Well, no, um, most is actually the, uh, like the clinic. So just a, a room in a clinic, there's physios, chiros there, and then I'm the massage therapist. Um, I'm trying to build up the in-home. It's about 10 to 12 people a month. So it's not crazy. It's not too busy. That's why I need to do the clinics just to make sure, you know, rent's getting paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those bills. Yeah. And, right. um, yeah. So I, uh, always like, like I was saying earlier, when I do beat a buddy at a bar or something like that, you know, just from a long time ago or something, just always, always good to see their uh, face when I tell them, uh, RMT, just cause they would never, you know, think of that. But once you get talking and, you know, we actually, let's say I was to do a session, you know, they get it. Like it's a, uh, it, it, it works out. Right on, right on. What are some of the weird stuff that happens then, man? Cause I imagine if you're going to people's homes, it can get weird really fast compared to someone that comes to a clinic where there's lots of staff, there's reception, there's chiros, there's physios, there's massage therapists. But when you're in someone's house, give me some of the weird stuff. Well, yeah, there was uh, a few times, uh, well, they're always telling you to go on Kijiji, go on LinkedIn, put yourself out there, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, like I was saying, I'm a big dude, well, who's going to hurt me? But it could, people could still creep you out. So like I was on LinkedIn, actually, some guy messaged me and I, this is a year and a half, two years in, and I've, I've been doing it. I have a table. I went to a bunch of people's houses, didn't get a weird vibe, just a normal dude, business guy. And he's like, do you do massage? Said, sure, uh, come over. So I get over there and it's, it's kind of a creepy department. I, I, I don't know, but it wasn't too bad. So I go up there. You Whoa, know, what made the apartment creepy? There was long, uh, wide red hallways, like horror movie style, like, <laughs> like huge. And then you're going and the carpet was just like blood red it was just i always remember just because this is a traumatic time no it wasn't even that it's not that bad a story so i walk there i'm just like okay this place is a little creepy but it was a good area so i get there normal the guy looks like his picture normal guy there's a place to set up okay cool so we go set up and i put the stuff i'm like okay get under the uh sheets i'm gonna go wash my hands you know classic close the door and uh i knock on the door and open it was classic one of those like he's standing there like oops oops didn't see you there like buck naked <laughs> Like, just like, like the, you know, the class, ooh, I didn't see, he's, but he's telling me to come in when I knock. I'm like, come on. And he's like, yeah, come in. And he's like, Saturday. I'm like, all right. So whatever. I'm like, okay, I, you got to play it cool at that point. You either get shocked. Please tell me he had a Superman pose. No. no. <laughs> he was, he was like almost like cross-legged or not. Just kind of looking at me at the door. And I, I would just say, you know, I was like, oh, do you need another second or whatever? You know, you walk back out and he's like, no, 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 come in. I'm good. I'm like, okay. Like, well, you can go face down. And he's like, yeah, he just kind of nonchalantly goes face down. And I started to put the sheet on and he's like, everything's hanging out. I put the sheet on. He's like, I prefer if we don't have the sheet. I'm like, I prefer if we do, you know, like, come on, man, you're killing me. So I put the sheet on and you know what? It got pretty normal, I guess, just because like, I was like, totally just, this ain't happening, dude. You know, I was like, (laughs) just trying to make sure like it never happened. 
you know, kind of like rolling my eyes a bit. And it was supposed to be an hour session. Let's just say you got like 30 men. And, you know, it got small talk was going okay. Like, you know, I, I kind of cooled the situation out. And uh, I guess, you know, packed up and everything was good. And I, I was worried because he actually didn't pay me at the time. I just got the hell out of there. It was like a 45-minute session. It was supposed to be an hour. Like, sorry, dude. Like, you know, I just got a little uh, weirded out that he was just trying to – I don't know what he wanted me to, like, turn gay as soon as I walked into the room. I don't know what the plan was. <laughs> I guess you got to shoot your shot, though, right? Like, I guess you, I, I don't just hand him a card and say I'm straight or gay. Like, I am straight. I'm getting married, by the way, to a lady, to a woman. And, oh, congrats. Uh, yes, I didn't yes. know. And, uh, no, just like – I wasn't too offended. It was just even if you're a woman, if you're anyone, and, you know, like, there's a guy standing there naked, like, just kind of – so what's up? And, you know, that was kind of his thought about it. So I walk, and he ends up paying me e-transfer over, but he, uh, he texts me again for another, like, session. I'm like, sorry, that day is booked up. You know, you're going to have to come to the clinic, you know, so he definitely now has to go to the clinic at any time. And it was, it was so funny because you, you learn from your mistakes. A guy on LinkedIn, very similar looking guy, like uh, business dude, good hair, all this stuff. He's like, hey, can you come over for a massage? And I was like, I made it clear about the draping. And I'm like, uh, yes, I have all the drapes. You need. Like I said, I forget how I worded it. And he's like, I prefer that we don't, is, is it, I prefer if we don't use any draping. He actually, like this next guy said that in a message to me, just like the other guy said. So apparently this is a thing. Like they want to get <laughs> massage naked by another guy. That's cool, but it's not me. You know, you got to go So it's else. not just female RMTs that have to deal with creepy dudes. And you know what we're learning is what Mark says on every unprofessional hour. Dudes are fucking weird. Yeah. Because dudes are the problem. It's yeah, you guys sorry. aren't saying, oh, women are coming on to you. It's still men. It's men oh, yeah. coming on to women, men coming on to men. It's yeah, guys, it's what is up with you? Like your RMT is not the person. I know, right? And like that's and these are both like business guys, and I think they knew what they were doing. That's what the funniest thing about it. And that's like hilarious. Like everyone's like, oh, any girls come on to you? You know what? There's been like uh maybe one older lady that's like been you know, awkwardly moaning, I'll admit, while I was massaging here, like, oh, you're like, okay. And there's a few that you could tell, like, they've, they've, like, dust the sheets and, like, you know, put their back, and you're like, that, you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing there? So there's a few things, but never so aggressive. Never just, like, stand there naked, like, staring you in the eyes when you walk in the room, like, <laughs> like, you know, and, like, it's, it's been, uh, even, even, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was and oh, another time with a another guy while I was treating the neck, he just has has his hand and he puts and tries to rub the back of my head like like tries to grab my head. No joke. I had to like pretend it didn't happen. I like grab his hand like slowly like a like a child and like put it back where it was. And I like pretty much just pretended it, that's that's my technique. I, I just pretend it's not happening, you know. And if you just keep cool and pretend it's not happening, and you kind of let's direct them into the like what they need to be doing uh and I, I do actually uh tell like a lot of people the teacher we had at humber she was telling she gave a lot of advice to women and all that stuff but i was listening too because like literally all the techniques she said if you react and all they want that these guys are you know sick right they want you to have they want to see that shock in your face maybe so that's why i wasn't gonna give them the satisfaction right it's like although a reaction from you might change this pattern of, pattern of behavior as you just told everyone you're a big dude you're 200 and change right so if this guy is doing inappropriate things to you and you just grab his wrist know, as you right? did instead of gently you grab his wrist and you say <laughs> fuck no <laughs> maybe I know. just maybe I know. this dude will say okay maybe i shouldn't do that anymore yeah it's uh 
it's a pretty funny and a lot of people like you're saying like they they uh sometimes like say oh man it must be uh good to treat all like the ladies and stuff like that like you know it's just so creepy when uh your buddies say that just like i keep going back to the buddies you know they don't they don't get it as a you know wait do your buddies know about the naked man incident oh yeah yeah i've, I've told them i think it's funny I, I don't care like uh playing a lot of sports like a naked guy in front of me is not a big deal right i i don't uh i have one buddy that's almost a nudist like you go to his place you got to like give him a heads up hey man like put some clothes on dude i'm coming over well he just like answer the front door you know completely not, naked. Not, not quite but he leaves the door unlocked so we'll just uh, Got it. put it that way so yeah and uh he um i guess like just was hoping for the best you got to shoot your shot i mean i guess he <laughs> thought i don't know what he was thinking that i was just gonna be like okay well wow you're hot you know let's do this i don't know what was <laughs> the game plan there but whatever you learn your lesson and now like uh when there's like any sort of weirdness on a kijiji or uh, any sort of weirdness I made a decision. It's not worth it. Just if it's any weird, because uh, back in the day, I was like 80, 90 bucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I need the money, you know? Now it's a little easier. Like, the clinics are going well. It's it's like, if it's a weird one, no. It's not worth 90, 100 bucks. I don't care. No, yeah, so. for sure not. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I keep I keep saying on this podcast, people got to stop fucking watching sitcoms. Like, this is straight out of How I Met Your Mother, The Naked Man. The Naked Man, yeah. Right, because it works two out of three times, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, so that's a thing. I don't even know. <laughs> that uh, is a thing. Just get naked and shoot your shot. Oh my said. gosh! You know, well, maybe I got to start watching these sitcoms. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing, but you know exactly. You just can't react. Like I, ca- I found it. Um you know, almost like a ch- uh, one of those things that were trying to get a reaction out of me or trying to like rattle me and not going to happen, you know. Uh, but internally, I was a little and I could still I could still remember the hallways. Right. So obviously, <laughs> and this is three and a half, four years ago. So obviously it was uh, a little bit embedded, but no, I'll make it out of there. And uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, like you were saying, not too many uh, crazy stories with any uh, females, you know. Like they're just if they come for an RMT, they usually know that hey, this is a registered massage therapy session. We'll treat your legs or whatever you ask. Uh, they deserve massage just like anyone else, kind of thing. So um, yeah, but it's only a few situations with the guys have come up so far. Uh, yeah, I've only had a couple with the guys. I think I talked about that in, yeah. in one of the uh, previous episodes. It, I I. I'm like you. I I don't get angry at it. I don't make a big deal out of it. I kill it with humor and and it just shoots it down really fast. You guys can do that. Like imagine it was me that went to this, you know, the creepy guy's place with the red hallways. Imagine it was me and I opened the door and the guy's standing there naked. At that moment, I have to say like, sorry, dude, I'm fucking out of here. You know what I mean? Like a, a female has to get the fuck out you guys can kind of like joke it off whatever like okay dude like this is not happening you want to treat me you get a treatment that's it i don't feel like a female rmt would be able to continue like it has to stop Mm. yeah no for sure and like i always do say that's why i do go to the in homes uh well when i was i worked at a few places that have uh the i guess mobile massage and then they always like when they they're like okay uh we want to massage your house we got curtis come and it's good having curtis as a name as a massage therapist and like yeah mark's doing because it's like a it's a masculine name you don't get confused right it's kind of like not that it's bad but like you know that's a guy exactly so like when they're like when you when these people are like wait 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 curtis like there's no uh no cynthia no like you know what's (laughs) there's no what do you mean 
they're like, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a guy massage therapist. He's, we're going to send him over. They're like, oh, no, 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 cancel that. And they're like, well, we have no females already ready for two weeks. They're like, okay, never mind. They hang up and call another place. So, no, you got to definitely um, be careful as a female. I, I think I would suggest to a lot of females that you're right. It isn't worth it maybe sometimes. Like, you got to know the person. Hey, you got the clinic or whatever. You build a relationship. That might be a little different to judge a character. But, uh, like, just going off Kijiji and, I guess, uh, LinkedIn, even though I thought, you know, oh, who's going to do that to me? Uh, you know, it still happens, right? So it is funny, though. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that off of LinkedIn. Kijiji, for sure. Well, I know, right? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought a, a yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, especially because you've got all of their information. Well, I guess you share as much as you want on LinkedIn, but still, you've got mm-hmm. the guy's picture, and you said he looks like his picture. Oh, yeah. So he's the dude. <laughs> he's probably still on there kicking around. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't tell I told him if you wanted to come to the clinic, that's fine, right? Like, it's just, we're not going to your creepy I'm not uh, coming place. to your place again. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, like, unless he didn't grab at me, he was just, he, and he, I guess it's no crime to be technically naked. And I'll give him the benefit of, I'm, I was playing stupid. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that I was like, oh, did I come in too early? And I just was kind of playing it that way. So, uh, but like, if he wanted to come to the clinic, but I, that's the, that's the only restriction I put on him at the next time. And then he never never answered again. So see you later. <laughs> yeah, because he only wanted you at his house. I guess so. And that's like at, at the end of the day, even being a guy. I mean, you know, someone could come up behind you and like you know, or some weird thing could happen, right? Just oh, for it, sure. You know, it's not that you're just, not in danger. Yeah, I'm just saying when it comes to the inappropriate, like sexual advances. Mm-hmm. As Mark said, it's happened to him where a guy has hit on him when he's treating them and he can kind of like laugh it off with the guy like, no, sorry, dude, not going to happen. And the guy feels kind of dumb and that's it, you know, game over. If it's a female RMT, I think that we are, we're less likely to like make a joke out of it. Like if a guy hits on me while I'm treating them, I'm like, nope, sorry. You can't make a joke out of it. You can't. If you did, that's just encouraging. Exactly. This is the point is a female RMT can't do what you guys are doing. We have to say, nope, sorry, inappropriate. Get off my table. Mm -hmm. Weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had uh, someone be really angry or irate? Oh, uh, well, I guess the one weird one was uh, they didn't pay the session. It was like eight, nine massages in. Normal person, uh, well, I thought so, and everything was going good. A little, a little loose cannon, you know. It was a thirty-five-year-old lady, a little, a little weird, but I thought we had good conversation. All of a sudden, maybe her like benefits ran out or something. I don't know what happened. I leave, you know, classic buy. She's my last client, and I get out, and all of a sudden, uh, about six or five hours later, I mean, this is like at maybe 10 at night, the therapist called me and said, you know, she didn't pay. She's real upset. You weren't draping appropriately or you didn't do what she asked. And I was like, what, wait, what? This is, it makes no sense. She was like, bye when I left. And all of a sudden she turned around to the person and said, I'm not paid. I really upset about that. And thinking back to the whole like thing, it was like, so, you know, with the draping and all that, like, I, I can't remember one time where it was even remotely weird like that. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, she was, uh, the one time she was like super upset never came back just got her money never never paid and just walked out of there all upset I, and I, I like to think it was so weird because it was like eight or nine sessions in i could understand the first session or something like that but mm-hmm. that's why that's why i kind of uh wasn't like no one thought too much mind of it because it was like the ninth or tenth session in, and all of a sudden she got upset about it and uh yeah no nah, she she ended up i think she wanted me to call her 
she wanted me to also call her and maybe talk it out or something like that. Mm. And as soon as like the owner of the physio clinic said that, I was like, oh, oh something weird's coming out of this. Because as soon as she has my number on her phone or something that's going on, like I don't know what she was barking up, but it was super weird that she wanted me to call and talk about it or something. I was like, because like the massage was a normal session, treat her back, like, see you later. Like we're laughing, have a good one. I walk out of the clinic and then I get the call like five hours later that she was like upset when you left. So yeah, it was one of those shocking. You never know uh, what's on you know someone's mind when they're you know. So you can't win them all. I thought um, I've, I've never had like a complaint or any of that weird stuff. But I guess that was one time where you know they were coming after me for no reason. Did you still get paid for that session? You know what? I didn't. I didn't even want the money. You know, I was like so offended. Like I, I was like more upset about it than anyone. And like that, she wanted me to call. And like I even told the uh, owner of the clinic that I don't want her to even be a physio patient of yours right now. Like that's how upset I was about it. Because I haven't mm. in like four years, no one said anything like that about me. And it was like just like I heard of my character. You know, I was just like, don't you dare like try to say stuff like that. And I even told the she she came for like one or two more physio sessions or something like that. But slowly, like you know kind of weaned her out so yeah no it was uh and everyone believed at my clinic everyone was like even the fr- uh, front desk person was really upset because she's like there's no way like you know if, if, if someone makes that a, like accusation like you know there's a few of that going around but this one lady out of nowhere and she had a history of like you know doing some weird stuff so yeah but you gotta i guess make sure that make sure not even a toe showing when you're draping i guess no. <laughs> yeah that can get really fucking scary really yeah, fast I know, and that's and that's horrifying that's what like you know you don't want that name slandered on the cmto uh, we'd all be lied if we said we didn't glance at it once in a while you know to see the list so uh yeah that's that's like and that's actually the scariest thing as a massage therapist male like if someone just took something wrong or you i don't know for some reason like and they make some sort of accusation it could be wrong you know and it, it could be a lie and then but what are you going to do right so it is actually pretty intense that uh and that's why i took it so serious you know because i guess i i guess like telling her not to come back to the clinic but i guess i had to show some like you know not me you know there's no way i, I can't even look at you yeah that's 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 fucking creepy do you feel like you have to censor yourself when you're in the treatment room like do you feel like sometimes people might ask you questions and you have to be careful of what you're saying because as you said it's scary being a male massage therapist i guess you could say something and somebody take it the total opposite yeah. way like are you very careful about how yeah, you, speak? you know i try not to uh make comments about let's say even if there's a tattoo on someone a good advice i have just don't comment on their body unless asked or something like that so like like even like a tattoo for example obviously if it's a blatant like you know something like that but uh just like not commenting on uh something that oh nice jewelry oh look at that oh that looks nice you know try not to be any sort of weird kind of uh vibe towards that that's uh, a little bit of a kind of but yeah definitely well the one thing is always like i'm not religious uh so religion, I man, my I always just say that I'm Catholic, <laughs> just to, just to smooth it over, just to make sure everyone's good, you know. Because I <laughs> I said to one guy that I was an atheist. There's this nice uh, I forget he was like Muslim or Hindu, nice nice guy, and the look that he gave on his face to me, he like looked at me, and I was just like you don't not, and it just turned into a weird conversation where he was trying to be like you need to like you know search for religion. And I'm just like sitting here like oh my god, we should have just done. So I just say I'm Catholic, yeah. Born 
born and raised, you know, <laughs> like whatever, right? Like I just don't want to get into it about um, religion and I definitely try to like steer clear of that. Like, you know, and I'm not against or anything, but the classic rules, you know, unless you know, religion and politics and anything of sexual nature, you probably want to leave out, you know, and with, with clients over two or three years, probably you can get into it. But if it's like, you know, definitely a newbie client, you kind of want to avoid those classic things. But, uh, you know, I find um, very quickly me and the clients become pretty friendly. And I find it's actually, I always tell a lot of people this, you know, I have a lot of, let's say older ladies, 50, 60, 70 years old, and they don't have an opinion of like a straight up opinion of like a 30 year old broski or whatever. <laughs> so sometimes just like my advice to these women are like, they would never even have thought of this, like what to say to a friend or that's BS. Like I even had a lady that was telling me that this family wanted her to like help with this, you know, sad but their stroke victim father and wanted to help almost take care but she was like she was like living so and it was i had to talk her out i'm like no no that is not your job like one of those situations where i was like almost talking people out of um you know doing anything kind of cultish or crazy in their life so you know i think it's always a a funny mix you would never in a million years have like you know this this nice little old lady from the this side of the city and me in a room for an hour just shooting the shit you know just talking about stuff it's so like why like obviously a guy and me would at a bar drink and that's that's of course but no, it's it, and it's super cool for me to hear their point of view and make that like obviously i can take a perspective from you know older people that might you know have a different idea from me so i think that's super cool like you said you even haven't haven't had a guy on here and i think it's out of all the RMTs, it's like twenty percent male. I think it's it's kind of getting it's getting a little higher, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of you, but yeah. it seems that uh, most of the guests that we've had on are female. Even not just unprofessional, we've had a lot. Well, we've had some men. The on majority, here. Are, majority are, are female. Yeah. It is still female dominated profession. I know, for example, if I have clients, I haven't had a lot of them, but if I've had clients who start like making jokes, like inappropriate jokes on the table. I don't think they're being inappropriate. I don't think that they mean anything by it. It's just their sense of humor. You know, they might be a broski. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, you know, I get yeah. these guys like joking around or whatever, but I am always super cautious to like shut that right down. Like I don't, I don't play into the jokes. Yeah. I don't start going along with it because it's the setting, you know, yeah. we're in a room, you are half naked on my table. Yeah. And even if you're not hitting on me and this is nothing sexual towards me, I'm not going to sit here and make, you know, yeah, you sexual kind of jokes with you. Like that, that gets shut down right away. Yeah, you got to let them have fun and uh, enjoy their session. But, you know, you also got to be the parent in the room, I guess. You know, when to call it, <laughs> okay, okay, you know. We got to keep not, it not, professional. Yeah, not get on a too uh, heavy a topic. And let's say, you know, we're all human. Sometimes you might have said something a little too much. As long as you uh, kind of reflect on that session and you're like, ooh, Maybe shouldn't have said that. You learn from that, just like I was saying earlier about the uh, you know experience. As long as you learn from, maybe you said something a little too aggressive or whatever, a little too jokey. Just like I said about the religion thing too. You learn from that, and you just like you know, just like now you're like, okay, don't say that. That was a little, and not even like they might not make a reaction. Just you know how it is. You're just driving the car. You just think back to what you said, and you're like, yeah, no, no, maybe you should uh, skip that one. And that, that's what you know. We're all human. You're, you're never going to be a hundred percent appropriate all the time. Like. As long as you're within the, uh, you know, parameters of like not showing them or like what, what all that. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree that you got to make sure to be the be the parent in the room. So what was your last uh, life lesson like that? Last life lesson, you know, I, uh, you know, I definitely think 
Hmm. That's a <laughs> Okay, well I can I can maybe help you along with this. You are you're younger than I am. We, 31. We, don't, we don't have to say how much you're younger than I am. So <laughs> and I know that when I first started as a massage therapist, I was in my twenties. And I would constantly have people who were older than me and I guess thought that they had more life experience than I did. And these clients knew me through all of my big moments. They knew me, you know, when I got engaged. They knew me when I was planning my wedding. They knew me when I got married. They knew me through my first pregnancy. And I have a lot of the older ones trying to give me life advice. Do you get that a lot? You know, honestly, I'm actually shocked that they're mostly ask my advice. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, of course you get some old yeah, whippersnappers, like, you know, guys telling <laughs> whippersnapper. Yeah, you know, telling you. <laughs> actually, there's one client, oh, for sure. He just loves going off about telling me about all the stuff that I should be doing right now. But I'm actually shocked because I have a lot of older clients and maybe it's the confidence or whatever. My dad's a know it all too. But uh, you know, I think that I'm actually a little more shocked that they're asking me all the time about all these sorts of advice. And uh, yeah, it's more actually, I've been getting the opposite. I don't know why lately. Of course, yeah, when I first started, you get a bit of the uh, older guys telling you uh, what how the real world is. And I, I just kind of make sure to don't say much to those guys, you know, let them <laughs> let them pick. They're, you're never going to change those guys. But for most of the part, uh, I don't know. I've been getting a lot of people just asking, I guess, like I was saying, a different perspective, like um, someone that would just, they would never talk to um like, you know, in their workplace or at home or something like that. So I can just give them uh, almost a little too harsh advice sometimes. Sometimes the advice that they, you know, hate to hear, like the friend that just uh, just tells you how it is. And I actually uh, think I get a lot of um, respect from a lot of clients because of that. Like, not not what they want to hear, it's what they need to hear kind of thing, right? That is the cool thing about being an RMT. And I'm sure other professions are like that. But with ours, as you said, you're forced to be in a room for an hour with a person that you may never intentionally spend an hour of your time with. So you get to meet people that you would never normally talk to. You don't talk to your clients much though, do you? You, Mark? I'm I'm comfortable with silence. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay to not have a a gab session. So in your case, then do you have clients who, you know, as Curtis is saying, like ask your advice, do you have clients who like pour it all out for you? Like if they have a situation going on in their life and they want advice from you? I don't really give advice too much. Um, I, I listen, but I really respond minimally. But that's just me in in those scenarios. If it's not really related to the work, then I just respond minimally if I'm listening at all. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you got to know when to turn it off. Like for sure, I do, uh, as you can tell, have a problem with talking. So uh, like I definitely, people have said like with people that come in, like, do you have to be quiet? I'm like, yeah, for sure. You got to put the feelers out there. It's, a, it's actually a fine art, I think. Like you got to know when to talk to a client and when I've actually had one client like semi complained that I talked too much. He was an yeah, I, he was an older guy that was just like, shut up, dude. He just wanted to and relax. I didn't, I didn't catch. I'm pretty good with catching like you know uh, hints. I don't know. Went right over my head on that one. I thought we were having a good time in there. No, but uh, yeah, too funny. So, uh, but yeah, you got to throw the feeler questions out there. You know, how's the kids? How how are you doing? But if they give you the one word answers, or um, I give two two or three. I know the clients that want to talk. But if it's a new person, you throw a few questions out there, and you give the opportunity for sure to try to like even uh, just the opportunity but if they keep going you know hey i don't i don't stop either right and i don't know what it is it's just kind of a pass the time thing and uh i just like you know love love talking about whatever right as, as long as it's not the uh the three no i'm just kidding <laughs> well i mean you're a perfect person to come on the podcast then we want people who talk i talk a lot for sure 
I mean, nobody that knows me very well would dispute that at all. I love to talk. I have certain clients who we don't talk at all. Like even when they come in, it's very minimal. You know, I check on what's going on with them. You know, we look back at the file. This is the last time I saw you. This is what we were doing then. Like it's very, very minimal communication. It's exactly what you learn in school, right? Just the necessary communication. Then I have some clients who can't wait for that door to close so they can tell me everything that's happened since the last time I saw them. Mm. And I don't say much because it's just them, blah, 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 blah. And then I have clients who like take a genuine interest in my life. Like, so what do you like? And they want to have this conversation. I don't know if it's because they don't like silence. Like, I don't think they actually care about me. It's maybe just, you know, they want a conversation. So fine, I'll oblige. Like, I obviously don't tell them super personal stuff, but I'll, you know, if they ask me, how are my kids? Oh, they're good. You know, older ones in school, blah, whatever. Um, one time though, I had that experience that you did. I had just come back off of my first maternity leave and I had a client who I knew very well and she knew me through my pregnancy and we went into the treatment room and she asked like, so, you know, how is it? How's being a new mom? And she asked a few questions and I just went off and talked for like 20 minutes about my baby. And then I caught myself and I was like, wow, that was so unprofessional. But it was just like, you want to know about the baby? And this is all I've done for the last like six months is take care of a baby. So I went off for like 20 minutes about the baby. And afterwards, uh, she did... She did say something to like the other practitioner there, like, oh, yeah, she's really excited to be a mom or something like that. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I can't (laughs) believe I just didn't shut the fuck up for 20 minutes of your treatment. I'm such an asshole. I make my own playlists. Like, I I love making a massage playlist. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like majority of my patients or clients or whatever you want to call them, it turns into like the music appreciation hour where we both just kind of get lost in the music and then we might talk about the, you know, the the tune a little bit or whatever the case is. I totally got lost in your playlist last (laughs) night. Um, I came in to treat after Mark had just finished with a client. And so it was literally like the sheets weren't even off the table. Like we had back to back people. So he just like stripped his sheets. I went right in, put mine in. So I didn't change the music. And the guy that came in last night to see me, he's not a talker. I got so lost in that playlist. Like that hour went so fast because I was just into the music and I realized like I haven't even opened my mouth. Like I didn't even ask how the pressure was. I was just doing my thing, listening to music. He was snoring. Like it was. Sometimes exactly, uh, you know, I'm not a big energy guy, but when two people are just, uh, you've been comfortable and yeah, you can really get a really good movement and just really treating the massage for sure. And, uh, I have a well, funny story, like with baseball season coming up, I'm a huge Blue Jay fan. Like I'm a little nuts. I play fantasy. I go to a billion games. So I actually, with the radio, I try to sneak the game on with the clients. So no joke, <laughs> I have clients like during game time, like starts at seven, usually the weeknights. Like I'll kind of have it like kind of faint in the background, just a little bit like, and I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, you know, if they're a quiet client, that'd be the best. So sometimes I'll even sneak the Blue Jays on. Sometimes like I'll ask them, you know, if they, if it's like clearly they'll know, but. I, I uh, I'm not obsessed with the baseball game, not hockey, not football. You know, I just I don't know. I li- and it's relaxing. I like the Jays game, but of course with the radio, I'm not a, I'm not too much of a music guy. So the playlists and all that, I I do want just classic YouTube. You go to um, uh, music, uh, massage music and stuff like that. That works too. But yeah, I got to get more into the play. That's that's one thing I will say. I got all the I got all the equipment, the tables, all the you know all the stuff. But my music game's got to definitely step up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a big music guy. And I was just about to say like, oh, maybe that's why you and Mark got along so well. Because I think the only sport that Mark really, really gets into is baseball. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, not so much anymore, but now I'm busy doing all this other shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> no time I feel, like for I, I feel like I don't have time to even fucking do oh, yeah. anything else other than work in I've got kids so I work in fucking cartoons yeah no no kids for me is. yet so I'm gonna enjoy baseball but the game plan is <laughs> one day to have some children so you know i'm i'm uh funny enough is this is how not so i am i've been trying to convince my fiance for our um i guess uh honeymoon to go down to dunedin florida for the spring <laughs> training next year no joke and she's like such a she's such a good sport she's she hasn't said no she hasn't she said hasn't no, said no. Okay. <laughs> she's rolling does she, her eyes does she like baseball you know, at she least? can handle it she can handle she it she can handle it yeah okay. yeah oh no none of the sports are really on the top uh, of like definitely what she wants but she really like truly knows that you know i'm like really I'm, I'm not i'm not like fever pitch crazy like i'm not like oh my god i have to paint my face or all that but yeah. i definitely like to catch the game if it's odd and all that sort of stuff so yeah and she, we're not really too much of travelers anyway so tampa is a pretty good area here you know <laughs> the, but Mar- yeah i have to be march bra- or marchish so we'll see what happens when's the wedding october 4th this year october this year. 4th yeah. okay well since we're talking about your fiance any jealousy because of your profession you know what honestly that's funny you say that none at all none at all that's i think awesome. it's because i just just uh she's she's met me as i've been a massage therapist and uh you know i think like she just knows how professional how serious i take it that like you know maybe at the beginning you know but definitely not even a hint of it now like it could be like you know it's funny because my phone does have a lot of random women names in it like i'll have suzanne hey you coming for eight (laughs) like you know and i'll have like rosemary you know like what's going on for three or something like it's true though and like uh, like a few times when we first started out, for sure, like he sees my phone with like a, a few. Who's Suzanne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> it's my, you know, it's my parents' uh, older friend, right? So no, it's super funny that you say that because, um, but lately, you know, I never, I never even, uh, when you said that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, none at all. I uh, can't even like, and we're pretty busy as well. And she knows that uh, the clinics are all professional. I've told her those stories, of course, about the guys. And like you guys are saying, she knows women better than me, most likely. And she knows like, nine times that it, you know a woman's not going to do stuff like that and like just there's going to be a naked guy standing there <laughs> <laughs> women probably aren't as i shouldn't generalize though i'm sure yeah, there's some oh, women yeah. that are super forward but it's out there. yeah I, I can't i don't know i just don't see it i don't see like a young-ish woman getting naked and standing in the room waiting for no. her male RMT to come Because in. a youngish woman doesn't have to call a massage therapist <laughs> yeah. to come to her house. Yeah, that's like... You know, it doesn't, it doesn't need to happen that way. She could just walk outside. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't need to do the whole thing. You don't even thing. go outside. You just hit up the phone. Just go put your profile on Tinder or uh, something. Yeah. And there you go. But that's the thing is, like, men can do... And as you said, this guy, the business guy, is like, was... Was this guy like unattractive? No, you know what? He was all right. You know, I'll give him that. So uh, he could have went on Tinder and, you know and found a nice, chapping young man. <laughs> he what? Was, he was packing some heat too. Like, <laughs> I've been in the rugby change room enough. You know, like the guy was all right. I'll give him that. You know? I, I, I mean, uh, if he was shooting a shot, literally. But like, no. But uh, it was too funny. Uh, like that's the funny thing. Even the second guy they didn't go see. You know, like I don't know guys that well, but they look like normal looking guys that didn't have any problem in that sort of area and that's why i think it's some weird um prison control mentality yeah i think it's a fetish thing we've talked about this even um we did a series i don't think you've listened to it based on what you and i talked about off mic but we did a series where we actually went and interviewed somebody who owns a licensed body rub parlor in toronto so this is sort of a legal rub and tug okay okay? so that's sort it is it is well i I mean when i say sort of it's not called a rub and tug but i was trying to make him understand (laughs) a legal rub and tug so 
they're allowed to do what they're doing. They're allowed to offer erotic massage. And uh, she was saying that for a lot of people, it's like to get an RMT who's supposed to be, as you are, super professional, shuts down any of that stuff right away, to get an RMT to give you the extra services or the happy ending or whatever you want to call it, that's sort of like like a goal for some people. Mm. Like it's like the sexual fantasy of like True. get the registered therapist who's not supposed to do this to do that. True. Yeah, you know, that's actually uh... – that's a, that's very easy to believe for sure out of all the weird things going on. And like I said, you know, uh, pr- like the whole prison fetish. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Of course. Yeah. So when they're like, see, it says something about him being gay and like Morgan Freeman's like, he ain't gay. You gotta be a man to be gay or something <laughs> like that. Cause it has nothing about being gay. It's like exactly, um, make like power or making you feel uncomfortable or try to like, you know, do something weird to someone else. So yeah, that's why. And exactly. I hate to use the, cause these guys, yeah, I'm sure they are, um, gay, but it, it, it's a generalization for all those people. Like, obviously, these are just weird people in that. There's weird straight men, too. That's for damn sure. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> that's for damn sure. What's the weirdest straight dude you came across in uh, your massage therapy career? As I said, I've been fairly lucky that I haven't had a lot of very strange encounters. The one that I've talked about on this podcast before, I don't think he was ever like outwardly like hitting on me or anything, but he used to just make comments that made me very uncomfortable. And I finally did have to shut it down. I tried playing it off. I tried pretending it didn't happen. But for example, when I got pregnant, he made some sort of joke about like, oh, everybody knows you're not a virgin or something Uh, like that. And I was like, "Mm, poor taste, you know, like you're laying half naked on my table. But on the other side of it, he was like, would try to be over the top respectful. So for example, if he was coming in and he wanted me to work on his thighs, you know, if it was a quad thing or whatever, he would always come in in basketball shorts. And like he would bring the basketball shorts and show me. So he's like, well, I, I, you know, I don't want to be inappropriate and just be on your table in just my underwear, even Mm -hmm. though I would tell him like, it's totally fine. You're covered. You have the sheet on you, but he would try to go over the top to be respectful. So I don't think he was actually trying to be inappropriate, but he would make really inappropriate jokes or on Valentine's Day. I actually treated him on Valentine's Day one year. And before he left, he handed me a post-it note. And this post-it note (laughs) had the title of a song on it. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the song. But he gave me this post-it note with the title of a song. And he said, you told me your husband's really into music. He said, yeah. He goes, if he doesn't have this song, I want you to download that song and you play it tonight. And I guarantee you're going to get laid tonight. And I was like, this is so awkward. Wow. Like you're old enough to be my dad and I don't want to have this conversation with you. Please leave. Yeah. He's see, he needs a guy like if you want, he wants to bro out and he's going for a <laughs> massage with you. It sounds like he's hitting you with those like <laughs> aggressive jokes. Like I'd probably find him hilarious. Yeah. You like, and him could get like, along. But, but, like, but to but me, it's like, dude, you can't like, yeah, you can't say that to like a pregnant lady, you know, just some guy. <laughs> like they want that, but it's like they're going in the wrong places, right? Well, and then after all of, I, I treated him for about two years. And as I said, I would try to like brush off the inappropriate comments. I finally did have to have a discussion with him. But before the discussion ever happened, one day we finished treatment and it was lunchtime. And he knew that he was my last client before lunch because I stupidly said that. He waited around for me to finish cleaning the room. And as I was getting ready to go for my lunch break, he's like, hey, he's like, I got nothing to do. Well, he goes, why don't I take you for lunch right now? I'm like, Ooh. no. Yeah. 
that's you know that's crossing a line that I don't want to cross. Yeah, it's uh, and you know what? If if it is a uh, built up a bit like with a yeah going for a lunch, and that's the funny thing as a male female like going for a lunch, it is a little heavy, right? I have been over to like some male clients, uh, like just to, like a barbecue with their buddies or something like that. I've definitely actually done that. Played, told them to come play volleyball. So there have been a few situations like that. But you're right, like obviously going to lunch with like you know another woman uh, after my it's obviously a little inappropriate right so that might be when the fiance draws the line yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know how that would have been received just you know going to lunch with one of my Male clients, no big deal. Yeah, no, you got to draw a line somewhere for sure. Have I done that? You've had drinks with some of your clients, but I don't know one-on-one, like collectively, maybe. Like a group of clients together? Well, I feel like when you were personal training point. and treating at oh, the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. your clients both, had yeah. you as their trainer and as their therapist, and they all knew each other because of the gym. And I feel like there were times where you had... You know, yeah, mixed thing. social life with client life, but not like, hey, you know, 50-year-old woman that I just finished massaging, you want to go have a drink? Yeah. That's different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and sometimes I think uh, get it like, you know, the conflict of interest in uh, sometimes even though they're cool or all that, it does kind of get you outside of the professionalism and they see you in a different way. And it might be good, but it might actually like turn them off as you as their, uh, you know, per like, uh, I guess, practitioner of any sorts. Because I find sometimes they might look at you a little different. Like I had one guy, you know, he came over to, and this is when I was like 25, 26, just starting. He was a lot bit older, came over to my apartment. We're like a lot younger than him, drinking beers, watching TV. And I could just tell like it weirded him out. And then I didn't, like it wasn't the same after. Like you mm. could just tell the massages wasn't the same because he saw me in my real light. You know, when I was like, <laughs> I was dressed up all cute and nice knew, in the clinic. He knew Curtis yeah, the professional. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hello, how are you? And then like come over to my place, like, you know, rap blaring and just like <laughs> hanging out, drinking, watching the game, you know. Like, what's up? Ready to go oxid. So, yeah, it, it's kind of sometimes it's not the best idea to maybe to maybe draw that. You got to read the every situation differently. But I learned from my mistakes. That's another one where I was like, you know what? They'd have to be um, a, a really, I guess, like good client for me to, at this point now to like really hang out after. I mean, if, if they're my friend beforehand, that's a whole different subject. It's just like, sometimes it kind of ruins your professionalism a little. Yeah. I can see that. Like that would have happened earlier into my career. Definitely wouldn't happen now that happened when early in my career, I opened a clinic right away. And so when I don't have anyone overhead, you know, above me to tell me like the bad idea, good idea. So it's my own place and I'm new and I'm a new therapist. Like I was definitely more open for these things. Yeah. But then, you know, you, you, you end up working somewhere else and you're like, there's a bad idea. I wouldn't want my boss to know that this is happening or I'm just a more mature therapist. I'm like, fuck it. Not worth it. Not worth no, the potential you, headache. You want to draw the line between client and friend. And it's more dangerous for therapists like me and you, Curtis, who actually like, you know, we, we talk to the clients. They feel comfortable telling us everything. Not that clients don't feel comfortable telling you everything because I hear through the walls. They like to talk to you. But because Mark is he's more going, more the, you know, you. He, he's more just the listener. You know, he do, he's not really engaging in the conversation as much. But there are clients that I have that I... I sometimes have to make sure that they know that there is a line, you know, like we're not friends. I'm more than happy to like, you know, listen to your stories. We can chat, whatever. But 
it's not like a, a friendship kind of thing. Like I, I do have to make sure that that line doesn't get blurred. How do you make sure that like, what, what are, what are your words? that So are, examples are, I've had um, clients try to add my personal social media accounts. Like they'll, they'll request me as a friend on like my personal Facebook or my personal Instagram. I just don't add clients, you know, like it's, if they want to follow my business pages, cool, cool, cool. But not my not my personal account. And same thing, because my uh, my clients actually all have my personal cell phone number. That's actually how I communicate with them mostly because I work so part-time. I'm usually out and about with the kids. So I've got my phone and they can text me or whatever. If a text message is not treatment related, which I mean, doesn't really happen, but if it, somebody were just to send me a joke or a, whatever, a, that's not treatment related or I don't engage in conversation that way. Like, unless you're texting me to book an appointment, you really shouldn't be texting me kind of thing. Luckily enough, don't get too caught up in the, to, like like I said, we're, we're, we're talking nonstop in the clinic room. So usually there's not too much texting. And that's also another reason why I do like the clinic atmosphere. Because when you get to their house, it gets very personal. But whatever, mm-hmm. you've built up that. But the clinic is like... I none of them have my number. Like they could mm-hmm. technically never. They just go through the reception and stuff like that. So it definitely has its benefits that kind of way. Like you definitely don't get involved in any sort of weird situation like that. If they need to call you or cancel or whatever. They're not. You know, I had I had one that definitely a few that canceled and want me to call them. And I've had had some emotional support calls. Right, like I have. They've called the clinic and I've actually called them and it's been a half hour. People legitimately crying on the phone. Like and mm-hmm. I'm like it's okay. It's okay. You know, like. <laughs> They're going through a hard time. One lady really broke her arm. She didn't think it was going to get better. She canceled the session, thought I was going to be mad. You know, like one of these, you just got to talk people down. So no, there's definitely that part of the job. Like, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there, like, uh, you know, talking to a lady cried on the phone, you're like, hey, that's, that's part of the job when people are like, ah, you just get paid for your massage. Yeah, you're talking to clients on the phone, crying, texting, but the personal training, I actually love doing the massage more than the personal training. Everyone's like, oh, it must be, t-, you know, is personal training is like hard or easier. Uh, not really. I, I don't know. I found that we're getting the weights and marking all the stuff and making sure they're doing good form where the, the massage, they just lie on the table and you treat them and stuff like that. And yeah. You only have to worry about your form. <laughs> yeah. You have to worry about your form and how they're doing. And then with the, with the, they expect you to write them like this program and email and text and like, Oh, the personal trading life. That's, that's one thing I think a lot of people, you know, not that they need more respect, but it was a lot more BS than I thought it was going to be. That's why I thank God I did the massage after. Cause like <laughs> the personal trading was fun. But it's a good, I guess, little boost with the massage because, like, I, I definitely uh, like the massage better. Just, you know, like I was saying, focus just clearly on the client. Uh, they're just lying on the table. This blah. And you can just basically just do, blah. Blah. <laughs> and just do what you want. Put them this way. Can I do that? There you go. I miss personal training sometimes. Sometimes. I don't. I'm no? with you on that. It's way more work than most people realize it is. Yeah. It, it's, it really is. It's not just you with that person for that, that amount of time that you're actually with that person. There's, there's all this shit that you're doing outside of the time you no, spend. No, I recognize that it's more work, but every so often I do miss just being in the gym and doing that. Um, a big part of the reason I don't get back into it, though, is I've always believed if I'm going to be in that world, I need to be in that world. And 
I don't feel like being in the gym five days a week. I'm with you. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I used to be a gym rat. I used to, used to be, yeah. do personal training. Um, and the day that I kind of stopped, I kind of walked away from it. I don't even enjoy being fucking physical anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I used to, I, even now, I think back, I'm like, how the fuck did I, like, really thoroughly enjoy this? This was like the highlight of my day to go to the gym and bench press and lap pull downs and squats. And I love that feeling. Now, man, I fucking pick up my bed and I walk across the room and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Like, how did I ever enjoy being fucking physical before? It's totally changed. I think when you're removed from it, you're really removed from it. I just started doing yoga again because yoga was the one thing that I never had to force myself to go to. I looked forward to it. That was and is the highlight of my day. I stopped doing yoga for a period of time just because I couldn't fit it into my schedule. Just restarted again about three weeks ago and I look forward to going. That physical activity, I'm okay with. Nice. Well, yeah, I've uh, got a gym session planned tonight, but yeah, I've been slacking. Definitely, I have to up my game because, like, I used to be, you know, rugby shape. Now it's four or five years since I quit rugby. I actually quit because I was doing the first year as a massage therapist. Uh, basically, almost dislocated my thumb while I was in a game. I had two clients the next day, and I'm like treating them with one arm, mm. and I was just like, "This is getting silly." Like, you know, and also. One, not even the hands. I, you, if you have a black eye, imagine you're just like coming to the clinic. Hey, how are you? And like you're standing there like with a bruiser, and you look like you just got in a, a rugby, you know, a pub fight the night before. So no, and I, I really slacked. And what made me go back to the gym a lot? I started to play softball, and I am so bad at softball. It has nothing to do with rugby or football. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so I had a few games where, like, you know, I could run, I could do this. No, you got it. So that. I think you need to hit rock bottom before you, you go back up because there's three years ago I played this softball game and I'm usually good at sports and the ball hit out of my glove. I couldn't hit, you know, I like pulled a hamstring. It was just so awful. So this, and then this past two years though, like people are like blown away. They're like, what's go? I need a, I need a goal. That's why rugby was the goal. And then, you know, you know, go fight some guys on Saturday basically. So that was the goal to kind of train. So the two year gap, you're kind of just really taking it easy, but then another kick in the bum, like, you know, having been just like the worst on the uh, field. But talk about the uh, personal training. Like another, like obviously the more stories probably happen in that area. Oh yeah. Like, well, the one, the worst one was uh, the guy that was taking photos, like the janitor was taking photos of all the guys' things in the change room. So I don't, he was one of these, uh, I was this nice Filipino guy, loved the guy where I was like, hey, how you doing? He always smiled at me extra long. I don't know why. He was smiling (laughs) at you. He has seen things. When you see saw with a cell phone in the change room like there's signs like i agree i'm all for that like put your cell phones away use them on the gym floor you know like so like definitely but after that and that's when i was like 22 that was like quite a while ago and it was just like they didn't do much to him apparently they just kicked him out but i always wonder if i'm circulating the internet right now because like (laughs) yeah i I couldn't believe it he was like the and you know what he was a lot in the change room a lot now that you think about it the change room's not that fucking dirty dude it's like you scrub that spot three times already but you know I'm just realizing as he's talking about this that I was incorrect. We did have a male on the unprofessional hour. We had a couple personal trainers. uh, Yeah, they were both personal trainers, uh, male and female. They were, uh, they're a couple. And, uh, I couldn't believe the amount of weird shit that they have had happen. As you say, that more weird stuff happens in personal training. Because the years I worked in personal training, I I didn't really encounter a lot of this stuff. But then again, I mostly trained women. Yeah, no, that's where all my weird shit happened. Not massage therapy, it was personal training. 
the weirder stuff. And on top of that, there is no governing body. There are there yeah, are minimal yeah, yeah. rules and well, expectations. It's and- a free for all because technically, I mean, as a personal trainer, you date your client. I mean, like, I don't think it's actually that like it's wrong like i think like because there's no governing body or whatever so i've been in a lot of gyms where like there was like training and then literally like eight months she's not paying for training anymore we'll just put it that way like they're training but still but not uh not yeah. at the gym mark's <laughs> guilty as charged oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he totally dated clients when oh, he was yeah. a personal hey, trainer hey, you know, well that's like that's like half the game but <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth i don't know it was just because uh i didn't yeah, I had a lot of actually I had a lot more men clients and yeah, a few few ladies but no 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 dating for me of the uh, I always had girlfriends, you know. I'll admit, I always had like the steadies. So yeah, there was no like uh single trainer days just, you know, every man for themselves. Yeah, maybe a bit, but nothing. You're the atypical there. broski. Oh, I'm like I'm You've like, had committed relationships all I the know. time. See, I'm, I'm like, every <laughs> every group of broskis has to have one. Yeah. I'm the I'm the guy that like, you know, holds down the fort. You know, you can still have fun, you can still party, but you know, uh we're from I guess like a my family's from a smaller kind of I guess Manitoba, kind of just a little more chill area. And I don't know, not that like it brings better values but just growing up a lot that you just don't like obviously as a hound you don't go for every woman or you know if someone's like on the you know it's a lot of things like that i've been raised by and like if you're with a girl you stay with that girl so i think that's a, a lost art these days which is sad you know like uh, even when i was playing a lot of rugby you know like there was guys that were just obviously all over the place so yeah it's uh catching up though i feel like all the things i was saying in the past with this whole me too movement and all this honestly i feel like I've been saying these things in the past, how a lot of guys are stepping over their boundaries and there's no repercussions and there's nothing that can be done. I'm not a, you know, we got to be careful of like, you know, obviously um, accusing everyone of everything, but to tell you the truth, I'm sort of on the side of like guys need to start, you know, there's a lot of wolves and pigs out there that think they can do whatever they want mm-hmm. and there really needs to be a little more of a repercussion so i don't you know i'm just scared that someone like i was just talking about might say that i did something wrong right so that's the whole counter argument there yeah well and as you said this woman that did accuse you of incorrect draping or whatever she said you did if it was very serious if she really felt that you did something very inappropriate I think she might have pushed it a little further. She wouldn't have come back to the clinic as a physio patient a couple times more and dropped the whole thing, right? So, like you said, everybody in the clinic knew that she was talking out of her ass. Maybe she just didn't have any money that day. Maybe her credit cards were maxed. Who and knows? That, and, that's, and that's exactly <laughs> she probably got panicked. And that's why I didn't take offense to it. We've all been there. You know, you know, just like, hey, that's cool. Take the massage. I didn't even ask the clinic for money. It was one of those things that sometimes I've been like, you know, my first two years or three years, I would have, like I said, went to anywhere to just do a session, right? But now I'm kind of making sure, hey, it's not worth 80 bucks these days. Sometimes you got to just like chill out on that, which... I've been learning. I've been learning. But my dad always had the good, you know, the entrepreneurial advice. When there's work, work, you know, like, because sometimes there's none. So, you know, that's also another problem. Like, you feel like if you do say no, you know, are you are you taking your dad's advice? You know, you got to make sure you keep, but no, this time, this time around, I'm more of a little, little more reluctant on a few things. So yeah. what else have you learned? What you else know. have you learned along the way? Well, um, a lot easier getting like more clients than I thought. You know, you hear this whole taboo of 
uh, you know, I was a little worried, like to tell you the truth that, you know, I wouldn't get as many clients or just cause I am a guy and there was that whole taboo, you know, male massage therapist, but more often than not, I find that usually everyone just doesn't really care anymore. It's kind of the tide mm-hmm. is turning. I think when I first started, like even when I was in school, you, you could feel a little more, uh, like, I guess people were a little more awkward about it, but you know, you're getting now, um, uh, construction guys and all that. Like you're just getting all the people, older guys, a lot more guys are coming in. And I think they are realizing that, you know, all this BS that I've been told, just go try, just go to actual RMT. And it's going to be a guy like me or a woman that just going to treat your back and your legs. What hurts? Don't every, everyone's making it so serious. It's so serious. You know, we're just, we're just loosening your back and your legs or something. You know, I get everyone's like, Oh, what's the draping? What do I got to do? You don't have to take off anything. You literally can say, you can lie there. Like even like with some guys, I, I just say, Hey, shorts, like wear a t-shirt. I mean, if you want me to use, uh, obviously the massage, like massage lotion, you got to take the shirt off kind of thing. So I think it's just, uh, making it a little less, less, uh, serious to tell you the truth. Obviously we got to be serious with our clients and professional, but I think a lot of people get all wrapped up and they're like nervous, like for their first massage test, they know what to expect. So I think a lot of people just don't know what, the, like you're saying about the media or episodes on TV or weird situations that happen. It's a good topic, right? Like Seinfeld. I've said this before too on the podcast. I don't think that uh, male massage therapists have to worry as much. I think there are a lot of people, as you're saying, that are open to seeing a male or female as long as they feel comfortable. So if you can make people feel comfortable and know what they're getting with you is therapy. They've come in with a complaint and you're going to deal with that complaint. The end. There's nothing weird about it. Nobody, not nobody, but majority of people aren't going to be feel, aren't going to feel weird if their doctor's male or their dentist's male. So I think a lot of people don't care if their RMT is male, as long as you're not being creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, I think uh, a lot of guys are, you know, they haven't even experienced massage or anything in the past. So I guess they just don't know. They've only seen the neon light signs to talk <laughs> about the buddies or what they would. And you know what? I've never been to one. I've just heard stories about the old, the rub and tug things. Obviously, you know, even when I was in school, 25, 24, even before that, uh, just against your, you know, if you become a massage therapist, there was a time the rugby guys did ask me to go and I was in school for massage. And I was like, guys, like, I can't, like, you know, and they're like, well, you know, it's not a big deal. And it's just the principle of the thing. Like, you know, you can't even go to one of those. You can't even, like, it's just so far off the spectrum. Like, it's just like, what if someone saw me there? You know, the whole thing. So, no, you got to respect that. And you got to be professional. But no, no, nothing against guys that do that. And I'm glad to hear there are legal things for that. You know, like in Amsterdam, prostitution's legal. Hey, there's going to be men out there that need their jollies off. Let them go pay for it handsomely somewhere else. Like, get them out of my out of our area do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I think it's totally fine if they want to go do that by all means it's better than i guess going to the street corner i guess so i'm glad to hear there's a place for that like if it's like legal and it's like all taken care of oh yeah it's super regulated yeah that's fine. like like you have to have a body rub parlor license all the attendants needs to have a body rubbers license they wow, need to have they need to have criminal background checks they need Health to have checks, medical yeah. clearance before they can be employed in these places yeah, yeah. and it's like we're living in this fantasy world that you know old businessmen ain't gonna do that they are so you know just just let them go do what they want and but i guess uh yeah i mean they're just gonna like you were saying earlier it's not even about the uh that it's more about the control and trying to flip the massage therapist some weird fantasy i guess Mm. yeah what's the strangest request that's ever come across your table you know honestly 
I'm thinking, you know, there's just, uh, lately just been very normal massages, I'll admit. Should have, <laughs> should have dug deep into the, into the book for, but, um, try to think here, try to think. Can't think of a special request right now. Part of the body you hate treating the most. You know, honestly, um, funny enough is everyone says feet, but I don't mind feet as long as they're like not too bad. My, if they're even a little dry, I need to put some lotion on there. You know, you need to get some on there, but I don't mind. I remember actually in school that they uh, kind of were saying, one girl kind of yelled in class, oh, I'm not going to treat feet. And I remember the massage therapist teacher said, like, stop the class. Like, if you are not comfortable with feet, you need to leave the yeah, room Yeah, you right are now. the wrong profession. Like, there are going to be people that have plantar fasciitis and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, usually, uh, t- to tell you the truth, uh, it's more of the legs because, like, I find that it's just hard to find and you never know if it's, like, that good. And, like, sometimes you get a person that, has, like, you know, you can really tell you're working their legs. Uh, but like I was saying with the feet, don't mind at all actually using, uh, treating them as, but there are some out there. There was a guy that like, you know, you gotta, you gotta draw a limit. I actually had to draw a limit one time. I don't have like the most manicured feet, but you know, I get the, uh, the, the stone on it and make sure they're okay. But yeah, this guy came in and wanted a foot massage. I had to say no, you know, it was, it was peeling and cracking. It was, it was just, uh, I don't mind a little dry. That's fine. But like, it was, um, just out of control and he was a little offended. He was a little offended for sure. And I tried to like, he's like work feet. He said at the beginning, and I tried to just get to the cows and then I were, I tried to like pretend I didn't like, you know, remember, but at the last <laughs> 10 minutes, he's like, are you going to work the feet? And I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, man. Like we, you need to at least hit that with a palm of stone or <laughs> something quick before you come back. Like you gotta, you know, I couldn't do it. It was just, it was real bad. And I'm, 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 like it was gonna leave skin all over yeah, your table. It, it, that was that bad, and that's what I mean. It was almost like it, it was almost like a bit cracked. So technically, if there's like open wound or whatever, it was getting close to that. You can't even t- treat that, right? If there's like a crack, like even if open wound. So that's basically the like. Usually, people they know their feet. Right? Usually, people. So I, I don't treat them unless asked. Uh, usually, I'll ask like, "Do you want feet feet treated or whatever like that?" And some some say no. Some legit say no, and most actually say no. I find like te- most actually don't want their feet touched. I used to hate having my feet treated mm-hmm. until I until pregnancy. Actually, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the feeling. It didn't. And when I got pregnant, my feet swelled up like seven times their normal size. It was terrifying. Like I, I actually oh, yeah. thought like shit, my feet are gonna look like this forever. It was so awful. So I had to go get my feet treated because they the skin was like pulled so tight from the swell, like they were huh. just so sore. And I actually really enjoyed it. And then throughout that entire pregnancy, I would get f- my feet treated all the time. And I think my feet changed. Um, I've always pronated a little bit and I think now it's more excessive after pregnancy. Like my arches are just gone. So I actually really enjoy foot massage now, but in the beginning, I would definitely have been one of those people that said, no, don't touch my feet. I don't mind a foot massage. I hate the aftermath. I don't want to put on my socks and my feet feel like they're greased up and then they're in my shoe and between my toes is all slimy. Like I don't, that, that, I, that's not worth it to me. Well, and again, that depends the therapist you're going to. One, I don't use that much lotion when I'm treating people's feet. It's very little just to, so I'm not like Mm -hmm. pulling, you know, ripping at fragile skin on like the dorsal surface of their foot, but I don't use that much. And I usually have a towel next to me and I wipe their feet. I'm talking like every time I've had my feet treated, like if I was to step on a tiled floor, I'd end up falling. 
That's how uh, sleep yeah, my too feet much, too to. much lotion. Yeah, they, they really got in there. Well, you, <laughs> hey, maybe you need to get a manicure or pedicure. So. No, I got, I got, yeah, okay. I, you got, got you got nice baby soft, soft oh, feet. Oh, nice. Yeah, you do. You got nice. you have well, baby soft usually, feet. Usually, um, you know, because as like, you know, massage therapist, you are tuned to like seeing people's, so you're like, oh crap, what are my, are my feet that bad? Oh God. <laughs> so, you know, you honestly take care of yourself a lot because you're like, you know, you don't want to get something that would, you know, I guess like, or be a little too, uh unsanitary let's just you know say. I've, I've not really had to ever deal with that i've not really come a, across a lot of really disgusting feet i did have one client who sounds very similar to what you were just describing like very dry like deep deep cracks in her feet but she wasn't asking me to treat her feet but she did show me and asked my advice like what can i do about this because it looked like she had just calluses everywhere cracks they were flaky and peeling i actually think there was probably fungus in her toes like it was they were really bad but she didn't ask me to work on them other than her uh typically when i have people who ask for their feet treated they're they're just normal feet. Mm, I, yeah. I haven't the seen a lot of gross. The secret to nice feet, man. Don't wear fucking flip-flops. Okay. Don't walk around barefoot all the fucking time. He's so not wrong. My feet, are fucking yeah, yeah, my, so, so my feet used to be super, super dry. And because I hate shoes and I hate socks. The minute I get anywhere, like as you see right now, I'm just yeah. wearing these flat shoes. Like my actual, my socks, my shoes came off. I hate shoes. And uh, it's only been in the last uh, few months, actually, that I'm being very, very diligent about every morning after I shower, I put lotion on my feet. I use the pumice stone in the shower. (laughs) And I put lotion on my feet before my socks go on. Mm. So even though now that when I get here and my shoes come off and they go in the flats, they're not dry anymore. They're nice and soft. Like I know a dude, (laughs) he never wears shoes. Like he's he's out in the garden in his backyard barefoot. And then he walks into his fucking house, puts his feet up on (laughs) the couch, watching TV. I'm like, like, you you dirty motherfucker. I'm not that clean of a guy. Come on. But uh I remember actually, well, when I really wasn't doing, like, working out hard for, like, even my first few years of rugby, you got those hand calluses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were got so bad once that, like, I was worried that my clients are going to feel them. So I definitely had to make sure I'm cutting those down. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get the peeler. And yeah. then like, oh, and then you have, you can't use that hand. So that's why funny enough is like, obviously with the working out and stuff, max deadlifts and pull-ups and all these things that really tear your hands. I'll admit, I, I try to stay away from those now, you know, just because as funny. And when I actually, when I was in my first uh, year of the massage program, I was at Home Depot. I wore gloves for everything. Cause like, I guess obviously it became a massage. It was dusty. All the guys made fun of me. I remember this one work meeting, this one guy was like, Hey gloves. He like called me gloves. I was like, 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 like he was this older dude that worked there forever. And I walk over to his head, like very like in the work meeting and I turned his hand over and it's like he looked at his hand for the first time. And I'm like, cause I don't want hands like that. And I went down his hand and there was a huge, and it's like he looked at his hands and he almost like cried because I, he like was like, wow, my hands are disgusting. And yeah. then two days later, I swear he was wearing gloves. This guy's loading stuff into the, uh, loading stuff into a truck, gloves on. You he wore, saved his you know, hands. Because it's under these macho things like don't wear gloves right only only uh, wusses wear gloves even in the gym there's 
a bit of that um, bit of that going around. Like you know, wearing gloves is obviously for wuss, but I, I don't agree. I think it's uh, it's all right. We're here to work our muscles, not our hands. You know, yeah. ripping your hands doesn't mean anything <laughs> unless you actually are trained to be like on a ship. Like, what do you need like greased up, like calloused hands for? Like, you know. So I uh, I uh, don't think it's like that macho of a thing to do have you get disgusting manicures? hands. You know what? I I would go. I have been once or twice. It's just my first job as a massage therapist was in a spa and I'm just not a spa guy. I'll go to yoga. I like relaxation. I'm just, as you could tell, a little more of rugby football, like baseball. I'm just not a, a spa guy. So no, I, I don't mind actually doing a manicure for sure, but it has to be a more of like a relaxed place, like not too fluffy, you know, like I'll definitely go to a place if it's just a, a normal kind of a spa, nail clinic kind of Are thing. Are there places that market toward men predominantly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There are for like manicures? Uh, well, there's places that, that do everything men. So like there's a place, Young and Eglatier, called Mankind. I know Mankind. But that, but that's they, perfect, they, so they do manicures I'm and stuff pretty there? Sure, you know, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure they do anything kind of male grooming type of thing. Okay. You see, I mean, there's so many places that market towards women. So, of course, they are, as you said, fluffy and... That might be something that would turn a man off, but I don't think there's any shame in men taking care of their hands and their feet. Like, you know, do it for do it for your significant other. Don't have disgusting calloused hands and then like rub their face with that. Yeah, oh, hey babe, yeah, like just like cut her a bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah, um, yeah, they do stuff. Like they'll they they'll. They obviously do hair. They uh, they'll shave your face. They'll do waxing, eyebrows, nose, ears, chest, abdomen, arms, so on. Grooming packages. Yeah, they do a whole bunch of crap. Actually, that was the cool thing when I was working in that spa. I'll admit, I didn't like doing the massage there because uh, you know it was just a little too, like I said, fluffy. There was mm-hmm. cucumber water. Uh, you know, people What's were wrong with cucumber water. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, birds chirping, you know, it just wasn't my style just because it wasn't really what I was expecting to come out of school. But, you know, you got the, you got free treatment. So I used to get my, uh, oh, really? all the hands, but the one time I got my eyebrows waxed. Okay. I'll admit the nice lady there. She's like, I will do it. It'll look good. I don't know. I guess I had some hair. I'm really don't have that bushy eyebrows. You so, really don't. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like kind of kicking myself. So she said that it'll be fine. No one will know that she did it. Like it was bright red, had ingrown hairs for a week. <gasps> Everyone knew. So I'm like a, like a, you know, I like meeting people. How are you doing? You could totally tell. Like my, my, I've never done in my life. So obviously it's like super sensitive. It shouldn't look like that though. Yeah. So, so I she, mean, I I mean, I've got questions for yeah, this waxer. And, <laughs> and it was so funny because I was saying, no, 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 dude. Because you already did my back and she did a good job. I'll give her on that. But I, I, I trusted her with the eyebrows and now I'm all, now I'm all like kind of paranoid. I don't think I'll ever get my eyebrows done because like the ingrown hair for two weeks and like I, I could take a joke pretty pretty good but that one hurt that's worse than the guys telling me about the uh, hey want to finish me kind of thing <laughs> like guys yeah. like oh you got your eyebrows waxed I think that hurts me even more <laughs> yeah I did did, uh, this, did this she like shape them for you too or uh, was... she just put like she'd put the stuff right under like on the eyelid and just and just gave and then it was red so I didn't think it was gonna be that she's like they'll go away she put some like you know oil or whatever on it and then two days later it was little speckles of ingrown hairs and I was just like Oh gosh! Oh no! Whoops. I I had to throw in another sitcom. You and I watch Friends. Do you remember the episode of Friends where uh, Joey gets his eyebrows waxed and they get shaped like a woman, like 
nice I don't fit. Remember. Oh, uh, yeah, I that's I what I was picturing. But no, it wasn't. No, intro she, she was hairs okay. on your eyebrows. Oh, what about a mankini and brosillion? Oh my gosh, that's what it, that's what it's called. <laughs> hey, hey, no, you got You got at least scape down there these days. But I don't know about any waxing or anything. That's uh, that goes past my my care you know that's that's obviously well hey hey to each their own i get it i like the names that they use for this stuff like when they do man your hands Canadian. man hands or foot detailing foot detailing yeah. okay wow, so it's not de- a it's, it's like not for a pedicure a yeah yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah you're not a human you're a car change your headlights like you know <laughs> right on right on this has been fun for me like i said i really wanted to have a man's perspective in here because we have so many women and not that it's ever not shocking because each and every time I hear a female RMT come in here and talk about how brazen some of these male clients have been with them, it still shocks me even though I'm half expecting it. But getting a male perspective and knowing that it happens to you guys too, not that it makes me happy because Mm -hmm. I think all of you men, if you're listening, that are doing this shit are fucking disgusting and you need to stop. But uh, it was interesting to hear that it's not just us that has to deal with that. <laughs> Percentage-wise, a little lower, though. That's like, uh, you know, tw- like once in five years. So, And I guess the hand grab, so we got it twice in five years. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, we're, we're, we've got good percentages here. I guess five more years, I'll have two more coming out. But like, I'm wiser now. I think I'll be able to maybe read them out. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, thanks for hanging, brother. Thank this has you. been good. You guys have been listening to Two Missiles. Therapist in a microphone hanging out with uh, Curtis, aka Danny McBride, telling us how he survived the naked man. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>